Hi, welcome to the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. We are a podcast all about Dragon Gate DDT. And I am your host, Sonder Bjorn. Uh, today I have with me my two regular co-hosts, Dylan Fox and uh, Spadoosh. Or should I call you Yannick on, pod- on the podcast? I actually don't care. I don't care. I'll call you Yannick because I am so used to calling you Yannick. So, uh, first, hi Yannick. <laughs> hi Sandra. Well, I do not care, but I claim to be the dramatic of the dramatic dream dragons. <laughs> and I also have with me the guy that helped me start re- doing podcasting. Uh, Dylan Fox of the Eastern Lariat. What's up, people? Sandre, I told you off the air, I told you on Twitter. I'm so proud of you, first of all, for getting this show. Uh, I love Scott and what he's doing with the Five Star Network. And hopefully there's a lot of people that tune in and listen to us. We've been doing it on the Patreon for a while now on my show, The Eastern Lariat. Uh, Hopefully everybody checks that out if you haven't. We talk about all kinds of Japanese wrestling on there. But besides that, hopefully everybody has a fun time. Because I am the dream of the dramatic dream dragons, of course. And I am the dragon of the dramatic dream dragons. <laughs> this, uh, this, the name was founded by uh, Yannick on the a Christmas episode we did on Dylan's uh, Eastern Lariat Patreon, um, where we kind of we reviewed Final Gate and we talked about uh, Dragon Gate uh, in 2022. Uh, it was kind of a cool Christmas episode with uh, all of us three. Um, and... That was a super good vibe show. Not to break you up, Sandre. But yeah. I... I just wanted to mention something real quick, because do you remember the first episode we did, actually, on the yes. Patreon? Yeah. And it, isn't it amazing how something so outside the box as a Dragon Gate show or a Stardom show or even going to the New Japan show that you went to would inspire you to do something like this? And uh, hopefully and that's a message I want to send to everybody out there, too, that's listening, that uh, anytime you're passionate about something and you want something... Sandre is totally proof that you can get it yourself uh, if you have that love and passion for it. And I think that that's something everybody should look out for on the future of this show as we go. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Uh, As always, I'm if you want to be if you think you are passionate about enough about uh, DDT or Dragon Gate, send me a DM on Twitter and I'll have you on this podcast. No, this is an open invitation. But anyways, um. Dramatic Dream Dragons was a fun project that we kind of did just for fun at the end of the year, last year, and Scotty, uh, Scotty Wrestling reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to do a Dragon Gate podcast on the Five Star Network that he was launching. And I kind of just said, well, let me throw in DDT there, in there also, and call it Dramatic Dream Dragons. And here we are. <laughs> I got the all clear for Dylan to move my uh, me my guesting on the Patreon over to here, and I got the old clip from Yannick to use the name. <laughs> yeah, 3D, baby. Yeah, we are the D3. <laughs> D3, 3D. I, I fucked up already. <laughs> well, anyway, You were the one who came up with the name, Yannick. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm surprised you didn't pull an IP move to try and keep that to yourself, but uh, that shows you this is a team effort right here. And isn't that the spirit of Dragon Gate itself? We got to be a team here. This is yeah, we got to be a unit. <laughs> Absolutely. And Betrayal. Uh, before we launch into uh, breaking down the Corican Hall shows, I'll just uh, give a shout out to the other podcasts on this five ne- five star network. This is I am so proud of this five star network, and I'm so ready for the future of 
of it. Um, I want to shout out uh, Alex, Alex Richards and Dylan. Uh, I don't know his last name, but Murray, Murray. His last name is Dylan Murray, and uh, they do a start a great Stardom podcast called Stardom Quest. They have done it for a couple of years now, but uh, they moved over to the Five Star Network this week, and uh, they are just an amazing podcast to listen to if you uh, want info on Stardom. Uh, then there is the new podcast, uh, two new podcasts. Um, the All Elite cast, where Scott, our boss, my boss, and uh, Six Star uh, Breakdown All Elite Wrestling. And uh, they had their first episode after the. Uh, <laughs> was it the, the Dynamite? The Dynamite. Uh, it was really good. They streamed it live on YouTube, and I recommend everyone to check that out. And then there's Watch Teach, uh, a podcast. Uh, I don't remember the guys that are doing it, <laughs> but they they are doing a great job. I listened to the first episode, and uh, they were what uh, their podcast is kind of unique because they watch uh, a Teach match and they react to it and they record it as the podcast. Uh, so they watch a Tokyo Josh Pro match and react to it. It's kind of a, like a watch party podcast, and they the first episode was really fun. They did a, a review. Uh, they watched uh, the Midsummer Pool Party uh, match last year, uh, which everyone that watches Tokyo Joshi Pro will remember as being full on chaos. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm so I'm so pumped for these. Like I've have yet to give a listen to the Teach Show and uh, all the leakers, but I'm sure they'll all do a a great job on there. Yeah, and that that's all. This Scott is giving everyone a chance, and he's giving Austria a chance. So yeah, I'm Sondra. Uh, we will go around and tell what got people into Dragon Gate, and then we'll get on to the shows. I think because not everyone knows. What people, how people got into Dragon Gate. So, Yannick, why don't you start? What got you into Dragon Gate? That's a good question, actually. Um, Dragon Gate has kind of an aura to it, and like people talk about Dragon Gate, but it wasn't ever really a discussion point in in my circles. And so I always struggled to really get into it. And I think it was like mid-2021 when I got further into it and started to grasp the storylines. And I was really into Shun and Masquerade at the time. And it was actually the per uh, perfect because as of the start of 2022, with that great... Uh, Corican, where Masquerade imploded and Shun joined R.E.D. and the courage was formed. Like then, I was firmly hooked. So I'm a relatively recent fan. And Dylan? Yeah, you know, we didn't even talk about this. I had no idea this question was coming. But the truth is, when I first started watching DG, it was probably a little longer than you guys ago. This was back when DGUSA was a thing. So we're talking about, again, 10 years uh, ago. Yeah. 12, yeah. Um, 
You know, I was a big fan of people like I saw BB Hulk. He had this this spectacular. This was Dancing Hulk at this time. This isn't the Hulk we know him now, but specifically, it was Dancing Hulk after he had his head shaved uh, during the match. Uh, his feud with Shingo going on there. So he was kind of like the main guy of DG USA. They had a lot of guys like Shima. The six-man tags they would do. I know that that came from Ring of Honor even before that. That's a little bit before my time, but with DG USA, that allowed me to get into, obviously, the native Dragon Gate promotion, and that's something I thought was really cool. I loved their aesthetic and their style, you know, with all of the masks. It reminded me of Lucha Libre, which I was always a big fan of, even when I was, like, a, a small child, and I thought that was just a great promotion, very much a standout compared to a lot of at the time, Noah was kind of a big deal. New Japan obviously became much bigger as years went by. DG kind of stands out on his own. I think that's a good thing about the fan base as well. And and when we get to DDT, it's a somewhat similar story of the fan bases, I feel like, especially in Japan itself, but also on the Twitter side of things, all the people involved with it, the fans. It's like DG is kind of its own community into itself, almost, not necessarily in the greater scheme of Japanese wrestling. I think it oh, kind yeah. of stands on, stands on its own, and that's a really cool thing about it. So, yeah, I was watching since back then. There was, uh, there's been ups and downs over the years, to be honest with Dragon Gate, with me as a fan. I'm If you listen to my other show, I watch everything, pretty much. And there's sometimes I think it's great, sometimes I've been really down on it, especially in the, like, the mid-2010s, uh, yeah. I would say. Uh, I was probably at my all-time low around that time. But lately, I think that it's been probably of all the promotions in Japan. I'm somebody who, who watches everything. Maybe some of our listeners uh, can, can relate to that as well. But to me, one of the best promotions has to be DG, just with yeah. storylines, wrestling, all that stuff. So I think it's really grown over the years. It changed a lot from back then. And probably, uh, you know, catching on on the masquerade angle... I think a lot of people probably checked it out and gave it a chance there. But I think yeah. that's really, we've seen that mature into the DG we see this year as well. From, from that point on, I think that was a major turning point. I think that's something that's really cool for Yannick and you as well, Sundry. So I I was, um, I came in in 2019 uh, because I read that my favorite WWE guy that left <laughs> had joined the Japanese promotion. I was like, oh, New Japan, Park is in New Japan. And I was like, Dragon Gate, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I I had to check it out, and um, I I think I came in on the show where he won uh, versus Masaru Yoshino. Uh, that was the first Dragon Gate match I ever watched, and uh, yeah, they had me going through all all of 2019 up until the pandemic. Uh, when the pandemic, I kind of uh, when the pandemic happened, I kind of lost love for Japanese pro wrestling because they weren't running, <laughs> uh, like. You will see me, like, I I did not watch any, I didn't watch that much Japanese progressing in the start of, uh, tw- in the middle part of 2020, because the pandemic just felt, it felt different. I don't know. It was, but I came back to Dragon Gate in uh, early 2022 when I saw that R.E.D. had cr- exploded <laughs> uh, in that classic angle where Shun joined and they kicked out Eita and Kaito Ishida. Uh, last year on the, the open uh, the opening New Year's Gate last year, um, so I think as you said, Dylan, that that segment brought back or brought in a lot of new fans to the promotion. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So, but we are talking about opening New Year's Gate twenty twenty three now. Um, 
First, the first night uh, in Corken Hall. So, um, going into the show, how was everyone's hype level about the high end versus Seabat Unit Dispense main event? Um, I thought this match had a, a major problem, so I wasn't that hyped for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the problem is named high end. <laughs> yes. Shots fired already. <laughs> you know, the problem here is that it's high end versus seabreds. And seabreds are the heels, so we should cheer for high end, but nobody cares for high end. Yeah, because seabreds. And, and you don't want seabreds to disband because. No, seabreds are awesome. Yeah. They are awesome. And honestly, I thought the match itself was. Pretty great. Well, I was we'll... surprised. I was surprised how great it went, but yeah, well, I we'll didn't expect it going yeah. into it. You know. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into the match details of that of the main event on the first yeah, night sure. later. But uh, this was the f- actually the third uh, show that Dragon Gate run ran this year. Um, they had two smaller shows in. Uh, I think it was in Osaka, Edinburgh Arena Two. And uh, in KBS Hall before this uh, Cork and Hall show. Uh, both of those were like normal house shows for Dragon Gate, but this was the true start of the season, I felt. Um, this first night in Corkin. Uh Which, by the way, had an attendance of 978. I thought this was a bit low, but considering the main event, I was okay with it. <laughs> it made sense. Yeah, we saw a little bit of a bump on the second show as well, back-to-back. Whenever you're on back-to-back nights, it's always one show that does a little bit lower. But, you know, for me personally, how can you not be hyped with that match with Problem Dragon being one of the main guys in there, Mondai Ryu? I think that that's what the point that you missed, Yannick, on there. I don't know if you you forgot about that or you didn't notice him. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Problem Dragon fan, but Cyberkong kind of put me off. Well, yeah, how they used him, we'll talk about that later. I think that uh, you know that helped alleviate any kind of fears of that in the match. But oh. my only deal with this match was, you know, they really... I was much more hyped for the Zebrats and Natural Vibes feud, more, more or less. So this was kind yeah. of like a speed bump heading into the feud that I... Like the... the unit dismantled match that we actually want to see. This was kind yeah. of like, hey, there's this lame faction that we have to break up first before we get to that. More yeah. or less. So, th- this was, for Seabrats, this was the side, the mini boss before the big, big bad boss, I, I felt. Uh, but, well, we'll not break down every match on, on each show, but uh, we'll, I'll say the match I we should talk a, a bit about first. Um, but I think. I know Yannick didn't watch both shows in full. Sorry to expose you, but you are. No, I just, I just, I've just seen what you said. I should watch. Yeah, and Dylan, did you watch the both shows in full? Yes, I did, and I, I appreciate the level of of saltiness we've got on here. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to bring the positivity. I think that's what that's what I'm trying to do right oh, now. I, I, here. I help Yannick. He, he, he is a busy man. 
Like and yeah, and I, I couldn't have made it without Sandra here. <laughs> so he he I know he's a really busy man. I and I understand why. So like, but uh, I told the first match I told him to watch was this uh, Taika Ta Taiki Yanaguchi deb debut match in the dark match um, versus Rio Fuda. Apparently, um, Yan Yanaguchi, I think. I don't know how to say the name yet. He they, he has only had one match, and it was a dark match, uh, dark match expedition. Uh, but apparently, he is uh, the lost uh, member of the class of twenty twenty two that didn't get to debut in twenty twenty two because of because he was out with an in injury. Um, but he he debuted on this show uh, for. Uh, I think this was the first match he has had as an expedition. Exposition, yeah. Exhibition, yeah. Some yeah. would say. Uh. Yeah. I think I think so too. I've, I've never seen him before, but I I haven't seen all these as, uh, exhibition matches they they do. Um, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, yeah. Of course, like you you. Note, he's a Dragon Gate rookie, so you know he's good. But still, there there's a big discrepancy from the highs and the, the lows we see. And with the track record that Dragon Gate have, like, the next, let's say, um, mediocre wrestler yeah. has to come some, somewhat. Uh, someone, but I don't think Daiki Yanagiuchi is that mediocre wrestler. He looked good, oh, and <laughs> his opponent Ryofuda, like had his one-year anniversary of his debut recently. He looked pretty good, also. Yeah, poor Ryofuda is still like he has uh, he has had no progression this year, <laughs> or or in twenty twenty two. Um. Uh, like compared to his uh, his uh, other like um, classmates in Minorita and Takuma Fujiwara and Ishinihashi, because uh, Ryo Fuda debuted in twenty twenty one as part of the twenty twenty one class. Um, yeah, you're right. And it, I, I kind of feel bad for Ryo Fuda because he was out twice with an injury, and then he's kind of still. Uh, the lost post in almost every match he's in, and he has no like development uh, progression on the card yet. Uh, that day will come, though. I think you know something like this is obviously. I mean, it was like like you said, it's more of an exhibition match than even a, a real match uh, for Yanaguchi. I know yeah. he had some kind of injury. I think that kind of he was yeah. going to debut a little bit earlier. He, but, he was uh, going to debut in twenty twenty one, but no, twenty twenty two. But uh, he he was out with an injury. I think. Yeah, but so this is very early on. I'm not going to make any flash judgments on it, on anyone off of this. I like to see what he does in a regular match. Buddha, I definitely think, has not gotten the progression as the other guys. Yeah. But you see them and they're up so high. And I think that's something, if you're listening to this and maybe you're a new fan of DG, you haven't been watching for a ton of time, maybe you want to see what's up with the promotion. One of the great things about it that I think everybody can be hyped for is that the rookie system and the young guys are way up there. We were talking on a year-end awards. Uh, I think uh, me and you, Yannick, were talking about it on one of our DDT shows, where 
there are guys at DG that nobody even thinks of as a rookie, and they've been around for like two years, pretty yeah. pretty much, you know, because they they do such a great job with the rookies that they're way way capable of moving up very fast. So that's something you could look out for, especially if you're maybe a fan of New Japan only before their young line system. And I know that they're in the process of trying to change that right now but for a long time it was like hey it's you're gonna be 45 years as a young lion and they go on excursion and then finally there'll be something you know after five years or, or something like that in dg the if you have what it takes and you have potential you have upside they will give you a chance to show it for the most part and we see that on this show as well with a lot of guys that are still very young in their career still very young guys yeah. uh, that maybe are gone and will come back in the future so keep an Be eye on that that's what i say to the fans out there yeah, definitely keep an eye on the rookie, rookies in Rangit. And speaking of, the next match I want to talk about from the first uh, night in Korkin is Kaito Nagano versus Big Boss Shimizu. Because Kaito Nagano has a new football, like, soccer-inspired look and, and theme, and I love it. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I get where you're coming from, Sandre, but this guy looks like... This I feel like if I adopted a football gimmick, this would be how I would look like with what he was doing in the ring. He he nearly tried to grab it with his hand after he kicked it over his head. That's illegal in football. So how can this guy be a football enthusiast when he's he nearly kicked it over his head? He needs to work on his soccer game before he adopts this gimmick, in my opinion. I'm kind of conflicted. I think it's the gimmick itself, like the soccer thing. It's super cool. Apparently, he supports the J3. League team, oh. <laughs> which is like way down. Um, I, okay, but you know, I th I think it's really charming. The theme, I, on the other hand, it's kind of great because it's so trashy. I the the theme is great because it's already like after just one match, the crowd is already has already got the rhythm down with the claps. <laughs> yeah, that may be, but still, come on. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's gonna grow on us. I don't know. I, I think maybe, hopefully. But yeah, Kaito Nagano in this match looked great. Like, oh yeah. If you ever have seen a Kaito Nagano match, you will see like why people think like always talk about him. Like this guy is like six months into his career, and uh, he was facing Big Boss Shimizu here from Natural Vibes. Uh, who was actually the second opponent he ever had in a real wrestling match. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. So this match showed how much uh, Kaitanagano has come since that match. Um, uh, Dylan, did you pick up on this? Uh, at one point in, in the match, uh, Kaitanagano did Tsukasa Fujimoto's uh, Tsukadora. And of course, shout out to Suka right now. I know that she's uh, on her maternity leave in Iceland, and hopefully, uh, things go happy and healthy for her. Love, love yeah. Suka, and love Nagano. Uh, even before doing that, but especially after doing it, I also love it. Uh, so we were talking. This is another guy I've talked about at length in the past. Ever since his very first match against Kai, yeah. mm, I yeah. knew that this guy was going to be a guy. And yeah. there, are, there, are, there's somebody we're going to talk about in another rookie, like very, very early in his career. I think that they themselves, DG, will see as a star, and he is, yeah. and he may very well be a star. I've, I've always said that Nagano, he's going to be the dude. Okay, he's gonna be, the, yeah, the he's going to be the one that has great matches. 
Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. He's going to turn out to be the one everybody points to as the workhorse of the company in very short order. And he showed in this match that he already has a lot of potential to be something like that. Even at, I mean, you think he's like tw- just turned 20 years old or something? Yeah, he's, he, he's really young. Um, yeah. I, I think Kaiten Nagano, just by having, like, just by doing this, ba- this base world, uh, a cool, like, jump-up uh, Hurricane thing that he does that everyone always clips, me included, <laughs> and posts on Twitter, and it always gets a lot of likes and retweets and stuff because it's such a cool move. And I think if he just does that once in an independent match in the, the US, he will be made for life because everyone in that venue will go bananas. Yeah, whenever he goes on an excursion... To the uh, to the US, that will yeah. be wild. That like he will he will get like the Akira Tozawa uh, fame from that. I think something someone that he always reminds me of. Also, I like his original gear was very Akira Tozawa looking. Yeah, you're right. I thought it was interesting that after the match, he was able to get on the mic a, a little bit on there. They, yeah, they really gave him a chance. It shows I... that hey, they they see something in him too. I th- I thought at some po- points in this match he could have won. <laughs> like I I, th- I thought they because um, him and Yoshiki Kato of course picked up the win in a tag match on Final Gate, and I thought maybe maybe Nagano rolls up Big Boss Shimizu to get the title match. That would be crazy, <laughs> since uh, Big Boss is the open uh, the Twin Gate title holder right now. We will not put down Big Boss Shimizu on this show. Now that I'm here, Big Boss will not lose to rookies True. like that on my watch. But uh, no, no, like I, I think, like I said, I really think this guy's going to be a special talent uh, for years to come. And I think, I think Big Boss. I mean, he's gone. This is a guy. If you're not familiar with his story, he's had an array of gimmicks over the yeah. years. Big Boss. Uh, he was a guy. I think this was right around when I really my interest went really south. Uh, in DG years ago was Big R to me was the guy and they just they, they never were able to go back with him he had this horrendous red gear like when he joined well not just the color but the faction R.E.D. Yeah. He, he had this hor- horrific gear just awful stuff and then when he became the Ultimo Dragon impersonator yeah I, that's, I, I, the, I, that's around the time I've seen him first yeah, that that's a bad part of his <laughs> So he's he's gone through an array of gimmicks, and now we're here, and he's in a good spot. But I've always loved his talent as well. Uh, he he had a great match last year for the Dreamgate title as well against Kai uh, on there. So, yeah, uh, like I said, oh, we get we got to give Big Boss his respect right now. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, Big Boss and. Uh, this is this got announced a bit later, but I'll say it now. Big Boss and Casey will defend the Open the Twin Gate Championships in MLW, and they are right now. They I think today they announced an open challenge. Uh, when they because they are they are both going over to the states uh, in the end of January to February. That's so cool, and we will be able to see that in twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, it's MLW, so we won't see it for like forever, but. <laughs> Speaking of Casey, he was in the next match I want to talk about from the show. Uh, Casey and Yoshiki Kato versus Don Fuji and uh, Suji Kondo. Yes, this was my match. Yeah. Um, Suji Kondo, legend. Don Fuji, not as 
relevant right now in the overall wrestling scene because Kondo still wrestles everywhere. Yeah. Uh, John Fuji, sumo guy, kind of. His nickname is the Drill Sergeant, and his favorite pastime is bullying young boys. Yes. Well, the problem is his opponent uh, on the side of Casey was Yoshiki Kato. This the guy is the biggest young boy. This guy is like three or four months into his career, 25 or 26, former police officer, and they see so much in him, he got a win over an established wrestler in his exhibition match before his official debut. Well, The stuff is be, just crazy. It, it should be noted that the guy he got in a win over was Punch Tominaga, so... Yeah, no, we don't need... Like, you're just diminishing the returns now. <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, they, see, they see a lot in him, and they push him, and so far it's totally paying off, because he has awesome matches, and this was one of them. Yeah, this this is the... This is the other rookie I think Dylan was mentioning earlier that he sees as the big star they will push and Kaito Nagano as the work rate <laughs> kind of guy. But I think they are really high on Yoshiki Kato right now uh, because he got a lot in this match. Like, we saw a lot of him in this match. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a matter of time until he... He picks up a win over Don Fuji with his torture oh, yeah. rack. Yeah. To me, as Kato is the great example of something, again, to bring back years ago that I think they've really improved upon over the years and that they have a lot of different styles of guy. Someone like Kato is a lot different than what you think of when a lot of the fans, maybe if you're not that familiar with it, will think yeah. about only high-speed guys. And Kato goes against that. He's like a, a big guy, a power type of dude. So you th you look at him and he comes in, and I think he adds something. That's something they've done a great job of refreshing the roster, having a lot of different styles, and I think they've really become mm -hmm. a complete promotion. And somebody like him is only going to help that. And yes, he was. Uh, Sandra, you were correct. Your spidey senses were tingling, and they told you the truth. Kato is the star uh, that they are going to get behind for sure. Yeah, but I I, I yeah I, I definitely they've, thought that was a good. They've already given them his torture rack in a name. Um, it's called the Henke Bloodfall, I think. <laughs> That's the translation, I think. And it, it is a Twitter translation, so it can always be a bit wrong. But I think it's cool that they have already given that, that cool, like, Tortrack um, driver a name. Jay, where are you at? We need your help translating this. Tell us what the name is. We're going to trust you over Twitter when I'll, you get to us. I'll, I'll just call, the, call it the Bloodfall, I guess. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's Jay, I, I I will only respond to nicknames when Jay gives the approval. He is the the the, the crown prince of DG in the English speaking community. So yeah. I'm going to go with his words over Twitter. Shout out Jay! Thank you for all the great work you do as a commentator. He will not hear this, but thank you. <laughs> uh, in this next match, uh, or the next match I'm going to talk about, which actually was was the next match, is D Courage versus Gold Class, and. On this night, it was all members of D-Courage versus all members of Gold Class. So, Yuki Oshoka, Dragon Daya, and Madoka Kikura of D-Courage versus Kota Minora, Benkei, and Minorita of Gold Class. Um, but this match was a, a great like uh, match before the main event where 
two, two, these two units that were founded in 2022 had just a great match. A, like, a surprisingly great match, in my opinion. Uh, I thought Diane Minoritas showed off that they, they will have a great Brave Gate match in the future. And uh, you, Yuki and Kota, and you and Yuki and Ben are like generational. Like they will always like fight. I think and always have a bit, a bit of an extra feeling when they face off with each other, with each other. And um, the same can be said for Kikura, who's just showing off every every time he's in a match. Ever since the Shingo match, he he is the highlight of almost every match he's in. Totally. And you put it really well because you said this was just a really good match. And that's kind of all I have to say about it because this were, yeah. these were 20, well, 19 highly enjoyable minutes. And then they were over and I looked forward to the main event. Yeah. Job I, well done. Yeah. And... Um, it's the two units that were founded in 2022 that kind of like were built around in 2022, just going out and having a showing off why they were built around. <laughs> and like, of course, Gold Class has come a long way since uh, Naruki Doi and Kaito Ishida were part of the unit. Oh yeah. Uh, Dylan, do you have any thoughts on this match? I like the match. Honestly, oh, I, yeah. I thought that uh, you know. They clearly wanted to put a lot into Minorita, kind of give him the spotlight as the new champion with his uh, tiny well, belt. Yeah, he his, his belt that is as big as a bracelet. <laughs> yeah, it's so, speed. A unique, a unique take on a champion. I will give him that. I think the Brave Gate, something I always look at. You know, we've been at this for a little while now. You had the Hill Hill title reign, and uh, also this with Minorita. I really like what Minorita brings to the table in this current incarnation of Gold Class. I think that, to me, I've always looked at the Brave Gate as, I, I want the the great matches, the standout moments, and I think somebody like Daya could definitely deliver that. Yeah. I'm all in favor of swapping this title to Daya <laughs> right away, give him a long title reign. I want to see a bunch of matches with him as, as the champion. Minorita is a, a good, he's grown into a good player on the roster. But I was really excited when I saw them interacting because I think that they could have yeah. a good match. And also, the idea of Daya as a champion, I think, is something they kind of steered away from last year when I thought that they had somebody really hot a year ago. But now, if they get to it, I think he's a guy that... I think he needs to be a big focus on this company in the next year. Obviously, all of D-Courage is going to be a great unit with the three of them together but right now i'd like to see daya get a little bit of a spotlight because i thought he got a little bit overshadowed obviously by yoshioka uh over the last year but i think he's yeah. a guy that i'd love to see outside of the tag ranks in a singles run see what he can do because i think he's got a lot of upside he, he has a lot of upside uh i uh i think i mean rita is winning that match if it happens uh, sorry to break your heart, but I think Daya will be able to take a roll-up win from Minorita, and it will establish Minorita more as the Brave Gate champion. And I think I, the one that beats him is Jackie Funky Kame. I think it's a matter of time that Daya beats Minorita. I'm not sure if it is in the first match, and if it uh, and if it isn't in the first match, I don't think Minorita would 
win clean. Yeah, he's not winning clean, of course. But you know, that's fine. Like yeah. the match will be the match will be really good. Yeah, and they have already made the Minerita uh, Breakgate run unique by giving him a really small version of the Breakgate that fits him more, according to Rio Saito. Uh, if you haven't seen the picture of it, it is really funny because it barely fits around his waist and is really small. It almost looks like a clock. Yeah, uh, like a wristwatch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and then the main event, of course, High End Alliance, all of High End, um, or not, no, in not the, all in, of in, 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 the, in the beginning, it was not all of High End, but. Uh, at least, uh, it was uh, Dragon Kid, Yamato, Problem Dragon, and Takashi Yoshida versus uh, all of Seabrats in Japan right now, except Diamante who got hurt uh, on the key, the I think the Osaka show on last weekend. Uh, so BB Hulk, Hyo, Ichin, Kai, and Shun Skywalker versus High End. The unit had. The, the unit that lost had to disband, and it was elimination rules. Uh, we touched a bit on it earlier, uh, how high-end was a means to an end. <laughs> they, they needed to end, and uh, this match was a good farewell to them. Um, I, mean, I think that the main thing that really added to this match was the return of Kagatora. Yeah. His effort, his spirited effort, so, really made... Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this, the first few minutes of the match was just like Seabrat's chaos, the chaos we've gotten kind of used to. And then Kai got the first elimination on Takashi Yoshida, and Ishin got the second elimination on Problem Dragon by doing his choke slam. And it, I find it really cool that the first, the, the two that were hired to help high end got eliminated really early. <laughs> the cool part is that they are Problem Dragon and Takashi Yoshida. Yeah, so the match improved when they got... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And after they got eliminated so fast, of course, um, elimination rules, 5 against 4, now it is 5 against 2. And it's only yeah. Dragon Kid and Yamato left. But don't fret... Kagetora returns. From his injury, he was out for months. Yeah. And I, I've got to say, I'm so happy. Kagetora, just stylistically, is one of my absolute favorites. Hell yeah. I, I think Kagetora is a very underrated person on the roster. <laughs> and oh yeah. When he, elim- when he came back, he came back with some fire. And it was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he eliminated Kai. And, and, he, and yo, in the span of like one minute. <laughs> in, yeah, in a span of 15 seconds, actually. That's crazy. And a minute later, Dragon Kid eliminated Ishin. So all of a sudden, High End was Numbers. a person more. Yeah. And I, I said, I wasn't really looking forward to this match because nobody cares about High End. Yeah, but they kind of succeeded to put that hint of a doubt in the back of my head yes. that they maybe they could win, and I thought that was uh, executed really, really well. 
I, I go how ahead. smart was it to do the BB Hulk stuff in, in this match to really add on to that? You had Kagatora returning and having a great run, and like you said, a lot of spirit that he had there, a lot of fire to come in and even the odds a little bit when he came in. And all of this was happening. I mean, yeah, that was that run, but basically by the first 10 minutes, we were down to the final, you know, uh, two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so it's like they they got all of this done in a very, very fast amount of time. And I think it was for the better because this wasn't going to have the emotional resonance as some of the past unit disband matches. Obviously, like you said, high end. It's not... Uh, it's not a popular faction. Let's just, let's just yeah. put it that way. So you weren't going to get a lot of drama in this, but I like that they did it how they did it because you had the return, you had the high speed impact of all the eliminations, and you had the BB Hulk storyline, you know, blooming in the background of all of this to kind of tease and kind of you know make it seem like it's possible. So I think they did a great job, and like you said, it was very well executed all across the board as well. And of course, who did it put over at the end most? the guy who is going to be in the title match the next night. So yeah. all of this was very smart, I would say. Yeah, I, I, agree. Thought, I thought it was really cool how uh, the Hulk got eliminated by being hit by Shun by accident, and and um, he would, which would play into his promo afterwards. Uh, but uh, it w came down to Shun and uh, Yamato, uh, and Shun finally got his revenge on the man that took the Dreamgate title from him. And I thought that was just great. <laughs> yeah, those were four great minutes to end the match. Yeah, yeah, that they were they were great. They and both of them were on jet lag because they had both come just come home from the states. <laughs> um, yeah, because you if you missed it, Shun Skywalker was in the bowler. Yeah, in in the, the uh, PWG Battle of Los Angeles uh, twenty twenty three. Uh, it, it, from the matches that uh, were said were happening with Shun and uh, SP Kento, who was also representing Dragon Gate in that tournament, uh, from the matches I've heard about that show, I think those matches will be really good when we see them in like half a year. Um, <laughs> but I, I am looking forward to seeing them. Totally. Really not liking all of this talk about American companies on the show right now. I think, I think we're seeing way too much of that going on. Yeah, I kind of think you're the dramatic one right now. Well, well, I'm, I'm dreaming of a world where we don't have to talk about American wrestling. Okay, so okay. so talk about talk about BB Hulk right now because after the match, <laughs> because oh. after the match, Sea uh, Brats beat up High End some more. Um, and, especially. Yeah, well, he deserves it. Um, and oh, they, 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 put, <laughs> they put them up uh, to give them a thrashing and Problem Dragon, they, uh, they took off his mask and P.P. Yeah. Hawk was ready to, to kick him in the face, but he didn't. He kicked Hyo in the face and, and Kai, Kai, I think. Yeah. And BB Hulk betrayed Seabreds. <laughs> this this is really funny because BB Hulk, why why anyone lets this guy into into a unit and trusts him is crazy. Because with this, Seabreds uh, can jo uh, join Junction Tree, Mad Blanky, and Tri Vanguard as the groups that BB Hulk has directly betrayed. <laughs> I was gonna make that exact point. You know, in wrestling, though, you know. 
Hulk, I love him. He was my OG favorite guy in Dragon Gate when I yeah. first started watching. Uh, like, I loved his title reign in the mid-2000s. That was like the high point of, of DG until the last year or so for me, um, the Dreamgate title reign. But yeah. when you look at his career now, as, as time has gone along, the only guy who's turned more than Hulk is Revolver Ocelot, it feels like. Yeah. You know, th- this guy has not been loyal to anybody but himself over the years. And we see it once again. I, I love that uh, Metal Gear reference there, Revolver Ocelot. Yes. Uh, ho- hopefully everyone appreciates it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. And Hulk said the end of High End was a happy one because he was leaving CFAT. And uh, it, I thought it was funny that he he wasted no time letting the Hulkamaniacs know uh, who he was joining. He actually called Cork and Hulk the Hulkamaniacs. This is it was not a mistranslation by Jay. He actually did that, uh, and he said he joined gold. He was joining Gold Class. So Gold Class came out and offered two roses to Hulk, which he took and put in his mouth and. Um, did the po- did the gold class pose and Ben K looked so happy. Isn't that what really mattered most? Is Ben K's happiness at the end of this? Yeah. Because look, Hulk. I mean, like I said, I I was against him for all of these turns and the disloyalty that he showed. But on the other hand, now he gets away from Shun Skywalker and his madness that he's brought on him. Now he goes into this new group with Ben K, Minora, Min- Minorita. They formulated a new faction that feels like, and remember, this is a thing too. If you're a new reviewer, not that long ago, Gold Class was like where high end is, where you know they they were just a, not a great unit at, at all. They didn't connect with anybody as baby faces, and then finally they turned, and they've gotten a lot better uh, ever since yeah, they turned. Uh, they kind of became like tweeners. Um, yeah, now BB Hulk is also in this faction, so it's like they're. They're really in a great spot right now. I think they're a group that went from kind of yeah. dying to one of the, they could be a highlight in 2023. Yeah. I like I like what they, they are a highlight for me, <laughs> like already. Just ever since Ben K joined, they have been a highlight for me. And oh it, yeah, cheeky cheeky cheeky, cheeky cheeky cheeky. It will be fun to see how BB Hulk mixes in with it, um, because Go Class of originally was going to be a unit that kind of catered to the female audience by being like feminine and like uh, alluring kind of and Hulk fits that like he's the handsome genius <laughs> oh, totally. so he fits that perfectly and uh, I, I don't know how I didn't see this coming because uh, last year uh, Gold Class and Seabrats had this like weird segment where uh, where BB Hulk took a rose in his mouth and did the be- the like alluring thing <laughs> and I, 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 even even with that segment happening it i this came as a shock to me yeah i totally didn't expect this yeah um and yeah that after that goldcast went out and high end who had been awkwardly just standing in the corner came <laughs> back into the ring and uh Kagetora said he was happy to take part in the last batch of high end, and uh, Yamato jokingly blamed Dragon Kid, saying that every unit Dragon Kid has ever been in uh, has been disbanded in the match, <laughs> which is a crazy statement to say. <laughs> 
I do uh, not appreciate this disrespect of Dragon Kid. There's too yeah. many haters right now at Dragon Kid. We gotta respect the Dragon, Dragon Kid right now. This is not it's Dragon true. Kid's fault. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> that's making me sad to think Let, Let's hope Dragon Kid doesn't join the Courage or something. I actually hope that happens, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, probably. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the unit battlefield, Yamato said that he will take a break from it. Um, Yamato said uh, in the show closing promo that he wants he wants to travel more overseas, and he felt responsible for high high end falling because he couldn't be there to help them every show last year because he was overseas. So. Right now, he said that he has no plans of joining a unit, and he will be unaffiliated for a while. Uh, but yeah, now, this guy That's actually for wants to come to America. What is going on here? You want to come to the American wrestling scene? I just told y'all not to talk about the American scene, and now look, Yamato. I mean, I know that I, this happened before. He can't possibly hear me now, but I feel disrespected by Yamato. And just taking himself out of the fact the unit a situation. I'm yeah. not happy about this at all. Oh, I think he could use a break. I don't know. That's true. You may you may be right. You may be the logical one right and now. As we saw the day after, he he is clearly not out of the out of Dragon Gate altogether because he's reuniting no. with a old type partner. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So let's get on to, that was the first night. Um we, I think it was two matches we skipped talking about, and those matches were like normal matches in Dragon Gate. And I thought this was a good, good show and a, a good farewell to High End. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. I thought this was a was a show totally worth watching. Yeah, yeah. If you have the Dragon Gate Network, you should definitely watch this match and or this show. And I think for newer fans. They don't skip this this show when you uh, get check out the Cork and Hall shows, which I think is the two shows I recommend will recommend everyone to watch if they want to get into twenty twenty three Dragon Gate. Uh, but with that, we move on to the second night, uh, the day after, on the twelfth, uh, so on Thursday, uh, it was uh, an attendance of one thousand and twenty two. Um, so a little more than the, I think a hundred more than the day before, almost. And I thought that was kind of a disappointing number for the Yuki Oshioka versus Shun Skywalker main event. But I think the Tokyo scene right now is a bit tired of Cork and Hall shows because uh, <laughs> we are we are 30, 13 days into January and we have already seen so many Cork and Hall shows. Um, from all wrestling promotions. So. And this has been a problem for years now, and I never yeah. really understand it in the Japanese wrestling scene. I mean, look, it's nothing against the the wrestling. It's definitely not against Dragon Gate. But if you look at the wrestling scene in Corquin, look, the fans aren't made out of gold. <laughs> it's like they, they have lives. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you can't just see every wrestling show, no matter how big of a fan you are. Yeah. Unless you're like, uh, like really like just a... Uh, you know, uncommonly wealthy, or like that guy at Stardom that yells a lot back when, back in the old days. Uh, you know, yeah. yells at the wrestlers a lot. Uh, like you know, unless you're like a very specific type of person, 
you got to think about the fans a little more. But uh, yeah, I think back to back Corcoran shows, we've seen it. It always works out that way where one show does more than the other. Yeah. Like you said, not, not a ton difference, though, over, overall. Uh, but yeah. hey, well, we. And you can't say they didn't put a lot of effort into it with the main event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they could have. Um, I think this, these two attendances could have been higher if. It wasn't for the two past weeks being so full in the court in the like Tokyo area for wrestling, um, but we'll see. Uh, the first match I want to talk about from the show is the opener. Uh, Diaz, D Courage, uh, like mini tag team Dragon Daya and Madoki Kira uh, versus the 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 former winners of the Summer Adventure Tag League Dragon Kid and Ata. So the first match uh, of Dragon Kid outside of High End, he is reuniting with his uh, former pupil in Eita. And I thought that was so cool. This match rocked. Yeah. I could stop. <laughs> it's just awesome. I, I want to say that um, every match, uh, every opener match on uh, Dragon Kid shows are free on YouTube forever. So... It, this is a great match to check out uh, to get the both styles, and I thought it was. I I, I was so happy that Ata and Dragon Kid were teaming again, and I got so sad when they said when they like acted like it was a one-time thing after the match. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that Ata, he's a guy that he's a, he's a really unique character in wrestling because he's always going back and forth between Noah. And, and DG a lot. Uh, his last year yeah. or so has been very inconsistent in terms of which promotion he's in, but, you know, when he does show up for a, a major match or a unique match, like with, uh, you know, obviously his Dream Gate title match yeah, yeah. against Yoshioka, you know, he really brought it all there, and here I thought he did a good job as well. This is one of the better Ata matches, definitely a lot better than that Ata match at the Budokan for for Noah. Uh, yeah, no, oh, yeah. the, the tag the tag match there. I, I would say this is way better than that. Yeah, we but don't I talk th- about Noah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, listen, I'm I'm not trying to be salty. I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone. I'm just saying this particular match with with Dragon yeah. Kid was a lot better. That's all. And then we saw it even in the opener. It was a very cool thing. And this is another thing that I like about GG2 because like. Let's say you have start, you know, like, I started years ago, like, you know, nine, ten years ago or whatever. You guys started a year or two ago, and there's some people that started at the same time, maybe a little bit even sooner. Yeah. If you continue to watch DG five, six, seven, eight, nine years from now, they'll be calling back the stuff that probably happened at yeah. this time point, point in time. And so, they never really forget things. Yeah. And Dragon Kid and Eita has such a deep history because uh, Eita is trained by Dragon Kid, uh... They were former tag partners. They are former rivals. They had a, one of the best Brave Gate matches of all time in the hair versus hair match, uh, hair versus mask match in um, on Final Gate in uh, 2019, I think, if I recall right. I don't know if it was if it was 2019, but um, I think so, <laughs> or 2018, one of those years. But anyways, if uh, they have such a deep history, and it was so. It's such a cool thing to like. I marked out when I saw on paper that Dragon Kid and Ata was teaming again, because Ata is like Ata has been teaming a lot with the unaffiliated guys, but like Dragon Kid has 
always been with the high end and with the baby face like acting people. And Ada is still acting pretty heelish, so... <laughs> but yeah, this match was really fun, a great opener. You can, It's free on YouTube, just go on, search up Dragon Gate and you'll find their YouTube channel. Uh, but yeah, and uh, it ended with Dragon Kid outsmarting and pinning his successor, Dragon Dial. Speaking, but like, they they are they are still doing stuff together, Dragon Kid and Dragon Dial, as we will so see later. But um, Ben K was also on commentary on this match. <laughs> I don't know if you guys had English commentary on, but... This was wild. <laughs> but Ben K on commentary is pro- possibly the greatest color commentator ever. <laughs> I mean, he's basically the, the Ben K we see on the show. Like, yeah. full tilt, volume yeah. all the way up. Screaming into our ears, and we don't understand a word. <laughs> uh, I thought it was really good. Good counter, chicka chicka chicka. <laughs> like he ended sentences with saying chicka 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 when it had nothing to do with that, and I thought that was amazing. Um, but yeah, that was a really fun match. Uh, the next match I want to talk about from this show was uh, rookies versus veterans. Uh, Minorita, Ryu Fura, Kaito Nagano, and Yoshiki Kato versus Yamato, Don Fuji, Narukidoi, and Shuji Kondo. Rookies versus Veterans is one of my favorite match types in Dragon Gate. I always love them when they do that. I would say, like, sentimentally, these are my favorite match types in all of wrestling, period. Yeah. And this was one of the best. Uh, of these I've seen in a long time. Yeah, this was great. I thought, uh, I thought Yamato and Naruki Doi teaming up again. Yamato teaming up again was so cool. And like, I thought Yoshiki Kato is, like, he is doing so much. Like, he's showing up. Like, he's trying to get Don Fuji to like injure him by just being an asshole to him and standing up to him all the time and never backing down. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And this is the the development that we were talking about for Fuda in this match we just saw at the the end here as well. I just want to say the the exact same thing. Shout out to Ryu Fuda getting these spots on the card and with these three other great wrestlers in the team, he didn't look a bit lost he fit in right in there. Yeah, and this was really long for a rookies versus veterans match. It was 11 minutes. Uh, and those 11 minutes flew by for me. <laughs> um, it was uh, that one spot where, where the rookies got, uh, just continued to do the same thing. The, the like going in the, around circles and hitting Don Fuji in, uh, in one corner and Yamato in the other corner was so fu- fun and they got ty- more and more tired for each one. Uh, but yeah, this match uh, ended with uh, Yamadoi picking up the win by uh, doing their great Bakatari sliding kick and Gale- Galeria combo where Doi, Noriki Doi does the Bakatari sliding kick and Yamato picks him up and does the Galeria. And they pinned it, I think it was Riafiro, if I recall right. Yeah, I think so. And watching this, um, Yoshiki Kato and Kato Nakano already got a win together as yeah. a as a tag team. And I, I thought, like, 
it's just a matter of time until they uh, until these two get like a title match or some big spot. Well, they and will I have thought a <laughs> I thought is it was going to be like uh, a rookies um, triangle gate um, match. Maybe yeah. with maybe with Yufuda, maybe with uh, Nishikawa if he comes back from Mexico or whatever. Um, but after this match, yeah, I'll, I'll the GM stood in the ring. Yeah, and take he, it from there. He announced Real de Paris 2023. It returns. 20 years after the last one, I think. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you, you are familiar with the Real de Paris uh, tournament, Dylan? Uh, since you yeah. are the kind of historian there, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, this was uh, way before my time, but I know that it happened. Uh, you know, this is yeah. back. Uh, yeah, it, it's back uh, from Toramon Japan days. Yeah, that's exactly what I was, was going to say. Uh, you know, uh, Ultimate Dragon, he's a legend not just in Japan but also in Mexico as well. Yeah. So you, he, you, that's what I was kind of saying earlier. They bring a lot of concepts for Lucha Libre into yeah. Dragon Gate as well. And uh, th- this tournament, I think, is a great. Great idea because K- Casey and Boss uh, and Big Boss Shimizu, the, the the big time is their name. I don't know if you guys knew that, but their t- tag team name is Big Time. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but I they, found uh, it out uh, watching one of these shows. It's amazing. Yeah, they they will be in America during the period of this tag league, so it's very smart to have the ta- have a tag league going on. So, uh, because Casey and Boss would not be in Japan to be able to uh, defend their titles during that, in, during February to March, uh, and this will be a round robin tournament. Uh, we'll go through the each block now. So in A block, you have D Courage, Yuki Yoshioka, and Madoka Kikura. Uh, then we have BB Hulk and Kota Minora of Gold Class. Uh, the Kung Fu Masters, Jason Lee and K- Jackie Funky Kamei. The rookies, uh, Yoshiki Kato and Kaito Nagano. Father and son, Masaki Mochizuki and Mochizuki Jr. And Seabats, Hyo and Nishin. Uh That is A-Block. So, thoughts on A-Block, guys? Finally, we get Yuki Yoshioka and Madoka Kikuto as a team. Like, I was looking forward to this. Yeah. And Kato and Nagano being a team, again. Yeah. Like, now an established team. Yeah, something was going on. They do so well, I, I have full confidence. They're going to rock this. Um, what I think will be great is uh, the match of the Mochis versus Hyo and Ishin. And yeah. just to run back that Mochis Jr. versus yeah. Ishin thing. I'm kind of questioning Hyo in there, but just like for this matchup. Like, it will be shenanigans all the way through the whole tournament with yeah. with Hyo and Ishin. And I'm kind of there for it. Uh, Dylan will probably have his grabs of it. Yeah, Dylan? Uh, to me, it's all about the Kung Fu Masters in, in this block. Uh, yeah. We saw him have the match of the year last year, and we haven't been able to see them get on that level again. Or Not, not that they weren't on that level, but they just haven't had the opportunity. I want to see them mix it up with all these guys, uh, especially the rookie team. I think that's going to be a, a fantastic match. Like you mentioned, Yannick, Yoshioka, and Kakuta together. They've done the other formations of the Decourage team. You've got Yoshioka and Daya first. Then you had Daya and Kakuta. Now we have Yoshioka and Kakuta. So I like that formation of the, the three-man unit there. Hulk and Minora, new team as well. I mean, they'll be fun characters. 
Kyo Nishin and uh, Mochizuki and uh, Mochizuki Jr. I think is going to be a very fun match. Ishin and Mochizuki Jr. That was one of the better overall storylines I thought of the whole Last year. In, yeah. Oh yeah. It, yeah. Like so, I like to see them continuing that. That's something they'll continue for years to come, obviously. But it'll always be fun when to see them together. So yeah, A Block looks really cool to me actually. But I'm especially hyped for the Kung Fu Masters. I, I want to see them have a really big spotlight. I think they're going to take it. Yeah. And they, I think they will win a block too. I think that is my prediction. But uh, Hulk and Kota Minora also, I was surprised by that because I thought uh, Minora and Bed K was the locked in tag like team in Gold Class. But I think Hulk and Kota Minora could be interesting. Um, and then B block, uh, Yama, Yamadoi, Ner- Yamato, and Nariki Doi. I love that Yamadoi is back, or Doi Yama, whatever you want to call them. But they are back, uh, and then the successors, or, or the successor to Dragon Kid and Dragon Kid. <laughs> so Dragon Kid and Dragon Daya, uh, which is cool. Ben K and Minorita, Susumu Mochizuki and Yoshiki Kada, uh, MK, I think their name is. And uh, Strong Machine J and Strong Machine F. I have a strong feeling that Strong Machine F is uh, Don Fuji. Thank you, Xavier, for saying that to me, and when I thought this guy was going to be a new guy. <laughs> and then Shin, Shin Skywalker and Kai. So, how are we feeling about B-Block? Um, yeah, to me, I think that... I think that when you were talking about Minora and Hulk as a team, I think it would be so natural to have Minora and Minorita together. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and then obviously that would be Hulk and Venkai, which would be a, a great team as well. So I do question that. This is a good block, too, but I have to say I think A block is a little bit more interesting on paper, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, and I think that the pro- the main problem that I have with this block is Susumu teaming with Kanda. Man, couldn't oh. we get somebody else to team with, with Susumu Ooh. here? Like, if you had that, I think you could have kind of a banger of a block. Because you have strong storyline implications with Shun and Kai to do a lot of crazy heel stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and Kid and Daya is a great babyface team uh, as well. And I love what they're doing with the, with those two. I yeah. just think that uh, Susumu, they could have used a little bit better. And I would think the the Gold Class team could have been swapped out. I think it would have been stronger. But uh, Strong Machines are, are very cool as well. I think that they're going to stand out and have a lot of fun matches. Uh, Jay, he's really done a great... Uh, Strong Machine Jay, not Jay Church, yeah. right? <laughs> commentator. Uh, Strong Machine Jay, he's really improved over the last year. He's been a guy. And as oh, yeah. I mentioned, it's all about the dance moves. The yeah. break dancing is what makes him who he is now. It's become part of his identity, and hopefully we see a lot of that. Hopefully we see Strong Machine F also break. Do the break dance? Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! Just imagine <laughs> Fuji. Um, I think we'll have a lot of fun with Yamadoi, and yeah, I think they are in contention to win the whole thing. Oh yeah, they are. I I hope they win. I will be rooting for them because Yamadoi is like one of my favorite tag teams. So. Uh, but I will also be rooting for Jackie Funky Command and Jason Lee. So that's my preferred final. Uh, but what else I wanted to say about this tournament is that we... I st- I'm stealing a gimmick from you, Dylan. We will cover every single match, or at least I will, <laughs> of this tournament on on this podcast. So Yeah, dramatic. let's first see what we even get to see. Yeah, let's hope, <laughs> let's hope that each match gets at least uploaded to YouTube. Uh, if they are like on the tour shows, but um, I uh, t- 
as a start, we it, this tournament coming uh, in February and March it should be really good for Dragon Gate in February, and it's something to watch. Uh, like it's it's a reason to still be subscribed, in my opinion. Um, and you know, never mind. Uh, you know, the Rey Perejas tournament. You know, Dragon Gate really hasn't even had any kind of tag league in a long time. You know, they, yeah. they used to have the like summer. The last adventure. one, yeah, and the last one was in uh, 2016, I think. Yeah, that was like seven years ago. So yeah. uh, it's been a long time since they've had any kind of tag league. So for other promotions, I think tag league is where it's like the interest goes to die in almost all of the other companies. But because they've held off for it so long, this one's actually kind of interesting to, to see yeah. them put together. And yeah, I, I hope that the Kung Fu Masters do win. That's my personal choice. And B-Block... I think B-Block's a little bit more wide open, but I would probably go with uh, you know, Yamato Adoi as well. But let me ask you this. Do yeah. you think that if they were to win this tournament, could we see an appearance of Minoru Suzuki in Dragon Gate now that Doi is affiliated with him in All Japan? In his I think the, the bigger question and the bigger want I want is uh, Hokuto Mori in Dragon Gate. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, he was in, in DG once, though. Remember when Susumu was All Japan champion? Oh, yeah. Oh, they had that three-way defending the All Japan Junior title. Uh, I... Remember, he said when the, uh, when Susumu was All, J- All Japan champion, I didn't even know who Susumu was. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, shots fired. No, not shots fired. Like I, I just didn't know that stuff. Like I'm pretty new to this. Oh, okay. You need to well... talk to me like a child with this stuff. Oh well, you no, know, yeah, I, I believe you got you got good thoughts. You're you're you are the dramatic part of this team, and you're being too dramatic right now. For my taste, that, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, dream on. <laughs> well, I'll fly in covering this next match. <laughs> the next match I want to cover was Natural Vibes Casey and Strong Machine J versus Masaki Mochizuki and Mochizuki Junior, father and son. Uh, this was right after the tag team tournament uh, announcement, so I didn't pay much attention to the start. But it, uh, but in the end, this match turned out to be really good uh, with uh, Strong Machine and Junior doing a lot of great stuff because they Junior has great chemistry with both those second generation wrestlers that he's that he's he's also part of. Because in Dragon Gate for new fans, there are three second generation wrestlers: Strong Machine J. Uh, Mochizuki Jr. and uh, Ishinihashi, or just all caps Ishin. Um, and yeah, and they trust him to lead these matches too. Yeah, that it's crazy. I, I, I thought it was really cool when uh, the Mochizuki Senior wanted to tag in, but Junior was like, "No, I can do this." I can do. I can do this match. I can. Dad, I can do this, Dad. Don't leave me alone. I thought that was really cool. Yep. Overall, really strong match. I thought. Of course, like Masaki Mochizuki and Casey are tried and tested. Great. Yeah. And it it was. I thought. I thought it's it's always great for uh, Mochizuki Junior to. Like every match of his, it's they keep on hitting you over the not hitting you over the head, but reminding you of that he he is really a loser that can't get wins, and his father always helps him get wins. And I think that's a cool storyline. 
and one, I think that will give him room to grow from in 2023, I would say. And we are already in January seeing the seeds planted for that, I would say. But yeah, I I agree with what you said. I think he's got great chemistry with both of the young guys uh, on the other end, especially like Strong Machine Jay and obviously Ishin All Caps as well. Their their feud we talked about a little bit ago. But Jay, again, I think I really like what he's really putting together here as a wrestler. I think he's a guy that's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, good, unique talent in the ring as well, compared to a lot of the smaller guys in the promotion. And yeah. uh, Junior's a really good, upst- you know, upstanding rookie guy. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to believe that he's he's still only not even a year into his career at this point. So it's uh, interesting to see overall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Strong Machine picked up the win with uh, his Strong Machine suplex on Junior, I think. If I recall, uh, just uh, machine, I think, just machine. Oh, just 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 machine suplex. Um, but then uh, the next match uh, uh, I'm going to talk about is Gold Class uh, versus Seabat. Gold Class, Kota Minora, Ben K, and the new member BB Hulk facing his old faction Seabat, Kaito, no Kai and Hyo and Asian. I'm sorry. And uh, I thought in this match Hulk felt at home with Gold Class in just one match. <laughs> How cool was it to see him take off the Zebrat stuff? Like as, that was as, awesome. Yeah, like what a great debut! Like for for a group, I, I loved that. I thought Hulk was awesome. Uh, and that end, yeah. Yeah, I'm still waiting for him to get like more gold class gear. But like this was the day after he joined, so they yeah. obviously I didn't have that made yet. But well, I'll update guys on that, or I'll get a- Amy is on the watch with that friend of the show. She she will she will probably notify me once. The Hulk has a new, new gear because she's she's very on point with that. So shout out Amy. Yeah, shout out Amy. Hopefully we can have some good gear updates as, as the, the show goes along. We we need to we yeah. need to see who has the, who's the most stylish member of the, of the DG roster as well. And I think uh, Hulk on paper, like you said, he fits in like a glove with this gold class. Yeah. I, I would say. Uh, you know, all of them work together really well, and just in terms of their look, their aesthetic, I think is awesome. And with and, the rose, hey, uh, the sky's the limit for this gold class group in terms yeah. of style. And they have they have come so far that it's crazy that they how far we covered this uh, earlier. But like gold class is so good now, and they were really bad like half a year ago. But um, I thought uh, Hulk already has a lot of like cool. Com- tag move combos with Ben and Kota like uh, at one point uh, at the, for the finish they did the R3 wand into first flash into Hulk doing the first flash and I thought that was really cool <laughs> but yeah uh, this this match was fun I it was really cool to see Hulk working kind of a baby face tweener again after having worked so many years as a heel and Seabrats uh, were brutal coming after their the guy that betrayed them the year, the night before. And then we move on to the main event. Um, Yuki Yoshioka making his sixth uh, defense of the Open the Dream Gate Championship versus Shun Skywalker of Seabrats. And uh, I thought this was crazy good. And Yoshioka's third Dream Gate match. Uh, in third, if in thirty-six days, yeah, thirty-six days is how long uh, how long ago the Mochizuki uh, match was. 
Oh, that's crazy, right? I think that, you know, that Mochizuki match, I wonder, and I kind of thought this, I think we talked about this on that uh, Christmas show we talked about, where it was all a little bit odd how many title matches there were in such a short time. You had two last month, and now this one at the, you know, the early yeah. goings of January. So that was something that raised a red flag uh, for me personally. But, you know, when we talked about it, I think you kind of talked me into <laughs> to, yeah, Yoshioka re- retaining uh, Andre here. So I was yeah. thinking, I was coming in thinking, oh, it makes sense for Yoshioka to win. But obviously the match played out how it did and, and with the, the stuff that I know you can't wait to talk about. I saw you on Twitter, <laughs> you know, about this. I, I know, you know, people want to know what you got to say, Sandre. I I think this match was so so great, and I it's so it was so cool how Shun Skywalker just before the match even started just let everything just play out and he dragged everything along. Um, so he let almost all of his entrance team play before even coming out of the curtain, and I thought that I I should have seen that as a like sign of things to come that he was going to play out a lot of the stuff he did on this show <laughs> that he was going to just drag everything that like he was going to be like a heel that drags it all all down to be to get more and more heat uh, yeah that may be a good point because dragging yeah. it is <laughs> um well uh when the match started uh there were it was a lot of good technical work to start, and but uh, after like a stint on the outside, it got got dragging. Yeah, <laughs> as you wanted to say, Elik. Totally. Um, I may I'll probably get my thoughts in later, like when when you get to the end of the match. Okay. Well, uh, Sh- uh, Shun did a lot of beating up on Yuki on the outside, and uh, uh, Yuki. Uh, didn't couldn't come back and uh, I put one point after ha- having done the chair shot. Uh, Kikudok tried to kick away the chair, and that Shun almost shoved them into second row. I thought that was awesome and reminded me of their Dream Gate match. Um, and Shun continued to work heel uh, on the outside, getting heat and heat, and it was very like slow building, as I said. I and I I think I I'm. I'm a bigger fan of that with only only with Shun. Like if this was Evil doing it, I would be bored to tears because Evil is a boring heel. Because he, but Shun was like, he he is very good at like trash talking and getting the crowd to, or well, the crowd didn't make that much noise in this match, which is a bummer. But he is great at like making noise and getting and like being vocal and stuff like that. I feel I'm going on way too more, much right now. Uh, but uh, Yuki got the playful smile a bit too early in this match, and it might. And I think it was a sign. I think uh, because Yuki during this title reign, Yuki has gotten like a playful sign that uh, smile that he does towards the end of his matches, where well before he starts like his comeback, where he comes back and wins the matches. But in this match, he got it before the 15-minute mark, and me, that always reads way too much into stuff that only I see, saw that as a bad sign, and I was like, oh no, he's losing. He He's already taken this as a joke. Oh no. 
And uh, it showed off because uh, Shun kept dom- dominating him and kept on point being uh, on point against uh, Yuki. And like 10 minutes later, uh, he finally got the win after a great finishing stretch, I think. Um, Shun was always ready to knock uh, Yuki down from the top rope when he saw that Yuki was going for the frog splash. Um, but yeah, Shun finished it after doing the first moonsault he has done since before he turned heel, and the SSW. And you guys can speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see what you got to say, Yannick, because you teased it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get into this match at all. Oh, and I no. think I think that's because of Shun stalling. Uh, to me to me this was Jay White level of stalling. It, it, oh my god, you are so wrong. No, <laughs> uh, I was so bored with it. And it prevented me for like for, uh, for the whole match to to get into it and there was no emotion in there for me. And I watched it two times. The sec- on the second uh, run it was a bit better yeah but i have to say this this is a big disappointment for me and i see that the work that they did was really strong like yeah. world, world class there are a few betters right now but just the match as a match failed and that's a bummer because man i loved yuki as a as champion yeah. Then? Oh, to me, I think that, you know, I was thinking about some stuff you were saying, Sandre. Some The difference between someone like a Shun and like an evil, you were saying, and yeah. especially like Jay White, uh, is like, yeah. um, I think the environment of DG permits something like this a lot more than the environment of, of New Japan and how they use evil, which is so repetitive and lame yeah. <laughs> and not great. This was good. And yeah. what I think with Shun is, if you wanted to look at, at Shun as a character, I think we all love Shun as a heel. And I think most of the people oh, listening to this will, will say that, that Shun is a great character. But if you really wanted to look at it, if you're going to look at it in a real-world context, he's kind of cartoonish, you know, and over-the-top, which yeah. I think we all enjoy and like. But I can see why some people would say something like that. Overall, if it were in a New Japan setting, I could see that act getting on my nerves a little bit. But in yeah. Dragon Gate, I think it fits perfectly to where he, he could do stuff like this, and it looks really good, and I think was much le- much more interesting than someone like an Evil or Jay White, in my opinion, even in this match. Yeah. I think the one... And I've seen some reviews for this match where people criticize y- Yoshioka and for him not being charismatic enough, and his title reign in general, I've seen that from multiple people. Yeah, I totally disagree. I, I yeah. think he's been a... I think he is a really great in-ring performer, and like he gets his matches over. His desperation run of offense at the end, I thought, was fantastic. Yeah, uh, you know, to to try and save the title reign, and I think he's a guy that I think is a little underrated in terms of, like, uh, not just his in-ring and stuff that we all like a lot, but just his character work and his charisma level. I think was really strong throughout this match and as the champion. And I think that's what really grabbed me for this. I have to say, I think that the Mochizuki match was better for, oh, for me yeah, than, yeah. Than, than, than this one. And I do think mm-hmm. it was a little disappointing only because our, it's one of those situations where they're victims of their own success almost. You know, it's like they're, you know, Yoshioka and Shun on paper, this was probably the match we all were 
looking forward to when Yoshioka won the title. Trying to say, hey, can Yoshioka take on Shun? What's going to happen? What you know? What kind of character work are we going to see? And I think that expectation level is really high. I agree where where Yannick's coming from a little bit, but yeah. I overall still thought it was a, a great match overall. And like a, a I, really strong end to a, a, a fantastic reign, in my opinion. I, I should say that I have only watched it the, the once time, and my, my my opinion on matches always goes down when I rewatch them. So I will yeah. probably don't li- I would probably not like it as much as I did on the first watch. But I um, this is the thing with Yuki Yoshioka's title reign because everything that he all like everything that he does gets me so invested in every match that he does because I think he's such a good seller and he's such a good like babyface because I get so behind him and I get so into every move that he does. And I think uh, part of that is that he's, an, he's not just a great wrestler and a great seller. He's an excellent big match wrestler. Not yep. dissimilar from his idol Tanahashi, which you yeah. can see that is channeled in a lot of his matches. And I think yeah. he's channeled him in a way that he's made it his own and really done a great job as champion. So I, yeah. I personally disagree with some of the things I, I was reading about, about this match and his title reign in particular. I think yeah. that Yoshioka has been a very, like, like you said, in his match, he draws you in. Yes, maybe yeah. the first part of the match isn't always 100 miles an hour, but by the end of it, I think he draws you in that emotion, or at least for me. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I do, I see where Yannick's coming from a little bit on Shun, though, in the match. Yeah. I, 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 see, I have to say. I see that. Yeah, I, uh, I will probably see it more when I rewatch it, but I definitely see see it see it yeah um, and i think that's a part of his character though so yeah, yeah go on yannick as i said i was a, a huge fan of this reign and generally yoshioka always pulled me in yeah uh with uh, with his at the latest with a final burst but mostly um earlier like yeah. I, I was totally into most matches was he just wasn't able to this match and it's so uncharacteristic, which makes it even more disappointing to me. I because I say, I say this is a, a good match, uh, worked really well. Yeah. And I have, I have to give it like a, a good rating if you would do that here, which yeah. I won't. Yeah, I don't think we want we will do ratings on here, but yeah. But. <laughs> Just like on an emotional level, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> on an emotional level, I was way more invested in this match than than I was in Candy versus Osprey. Uh, I said, "Oh yeah, that's fair." <laughs> but I think that's just because I am a Dragon Gate Mark, and I will always be invested more in their matches, even though that I so I I I have admitted that uh, Kenny and Osprey did better in work rate, but I still prefer this match because. On the first watch, I still prefer this match because I uh, uh, was a big fan of Yoki Oshioka's title reign. And I think this is might be a hot take, but I think this is the best Open the Dreamgate title reign since Puck held it in 2019. Well, first of that's all, a I hot think take? We... Yeah, well, that, that's true as well. <laughs> uh, you know, there the. Well, look, let's look, you know, that'd be interesting to take a look at the title reigns, actually. Uh, yeah, since that happened, like who, who I, we I have? Th- I think the one that uh, challenges him on that is Shun Skywalker's title reign in twenty twenty one. I would uh, agree know, with that. Dylan won't. Yeah. 
No, I, I didn't think that was a great title reign, just not really because of him, but only because there was a lot of bad luck involved, injuries yeah. and stuff like that that happened. Yeah. I, I think this was a lot better than that, yeah. that title reign, I, to be I, honest. I thought the, the Puck title reign is the title reign that got me into Dragon Gate, so I will always hold, hold that really high, but it's also a great title reign to go back and look, uh, and look at if when you do. Like, it, when you look at it, it, you are reminded of how great it was. Because you have the Yoshino match where you won it, which was great. You have the Casey match, which, which is, in my opinion, the best Dragon Kid match of all time. But that's only because it's two of my favorites. But uh, you had the Shun Skywalker match, the Dragon Kid match, and then the Ben K match where he lost the title. Uh, I thought the Pack title reign was a great title reign. Um, and I think that is... That was the best one before this one. Uh, or this Yukio Shoka's one was the best one since then. I just think it was opinion. one of the better title reigns in any company, in my opinion. Like, yeah. watching all, all of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I gave, think... Yeah. Well, as you remember, I, I gave Yukio Shoka my MVP of the year because he was the one that I was the most invest invested in the whole year. because Mostly because of the uh, Dreamgate run. Um, yeah, and I think that, I mean, like you said, the the Pac run was one of the best ones. I think the other ones, uh, besides that, were either shorter, like, you know, the Ata title raid was only a few months. You didn't really have yeah, a chance. Yeah, that got ruined by COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and stuff like that. I mean, it was in the middle of, of COVID. You know, it was when, when it happened. Yeah. Um, you know, that, you know, sometimes Ben K was another one where it looked like we could be off to the races and that got cut short because of the, the, fa the, the generation unit angle that they yeah. had with DG, Toriumon, and all that stuff. You know, I think that the... And the other ones were like Yamato and Doi, which were veteran title reigns, I didn't think were nearly as interesting as the and Yoshioka one. The Yoshioka reign was way better than the Kai reign. I, I yeah. liked the Kai reign more than other people, but I thought Yoshioka winning it was way, like... They were... Kai, Kai also got Yoshida, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that every title, ma every title match Yuki Oshika had with the Dreamgate was better than the Kai versus Takashi Yoshida match. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's a oh yeah, but that's low, low of hanging fruit. <laughs> and also like the Shushi Kondo matches in there. I yeah, wasn't the biggest fan of the Big Boss match, but um, oh, Kai like versus Susumu, Kai versus Susumu gave every single one of uh, Yoshioka's uh, matches a run for the money. Yeah. Yeah, but th that's the thing with the Kai reign. That was a very unique reign, in my oh, yeah. opinion, because what it, the Kai reign, what made it great, in my opinion, was not that he had a, a bunch of like the like you said, the level of match with Yoshioka is much higher if you look at it like yeah. that. But a lot of that was ultimately that title reign was not about him. It was to set up the next guy who would turn out to be Yoshioka. And I thought, and like you said, that Susumu match was one of the best matches uh, all all year. I would say that's uh, that's up there yeah. with any of these Yoshioka matches. But everything yeah. else was not booked in a way to allow that to happen. Although I I liked the Big Boss match, and I really liked the Yamato title win because it was such a surprising upset. Yeah, I don't think this was. I but just we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but I don't think this was a, as. I thought that Yoshioka would win after we talked about it. Because at first I thought Shun would win, but we talked about it I thought, okay, it actually makes more sense for Yoshioka to win. I don't think this was that big of a, a shock, though. For oh, Shun no. No, 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 no. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, like I said this the day of, I really want Yoshioka to win, but that's just because he was my he's my favorite in Dragon Gate. <laughs> but, and 
I, like, but any result is okay by me, because any result leads to good things, in my opinion. Like, that's rare to say about the uh, title match. Could you say that? Sorry to throw shade at Jay White again, but could you say that? <laughs> could you say that Jay White versus Okada had, and with if Jay White had won, if that was, would that have been a good thing? No, <laughs> that would yeah. not have been a good thing at all. I but, see it exactly, exactly like Sonder here. Yeah. Um, do you uh, think this uh, this was the right decision to put it on Shun? We'll see. I I think it all depends yeah. on where where the title reigns leads. Yeah, like, like you power. said, we'll see. Uh, what um, that's <laughs> kind of a dumb yeah. uh, question after you read the point. Dylan, what do do you think, though? I think what Sonri said is absolutely true. Okay. That we have to see how it plays out. But in terms of what I could see, this title reign not having the level of matches as Yoshioka did. Like just in terms of pure yeah. wrestling. I mm-hmm. think this is going to be more of a character-based run. Oh yeah, yeah again, you know, not dissimilar to Kai, although hopefully they give us a better opponent to not do stupid stuff like with a uh, Kobe World. Uh, I think there's a lot of upside for him as a character. This maniacal, you know, heel character to do a lot of really fun things and have a lot of interesting opponents uh, on there. I think that something they've done a great job of with Yoshioka is that they told a story throughout his title reign, really. Like, I'm having a lot of different people come in, like a lot of legendary type of characters, you know, former champions, so to speak, yeah. that you could have. And I think that was a great storyline for the title. Now with Shun, that flips on its head, because now we have this heel character. We still have that Vibes and Zebrats deal in the background of all of this that could be a, that could lead to a lot of fun things overall. Oh, yeah. And I, I think we were talking about him a little bit earlier. I think SBK coming back is going to really throw a wrench into a lot of things in, in Dragon Gate whenever he does that, which I, I don't think will be that long from now. I think I expect him back sooner rather than later, at least a, you know, a couple of months at most, Yeah, I, I would argue. So I would like to see what happens with all of that. Like you said, I think they could pull some really interesting stuff, but I think it's also very open-ended. And my gut feeling on this is it's going to be more like a, that Kai type of title right? That's more of a story, like than yeah. necessarily like mm-hmm. the Yoshioka. We're having yeah. all great Be- matches. Speaking of so- stories, there is only, in my opinion, yeah, SP Kanto can win. I think one uh, that it also could win is Madoka Kyura, but I think they're o- the only result I will be happy with. The only result that, in my opinion, makes sense is the finally Casey. Time. Time for some fantasy booking because <laughs> I agree with Sunder. I I, uh, I thought about this. I would say the first, the obvious first contender would be Kota Minora. I because... actually think BB Hulk might be. The first no, one, hopefully not. Hopefully not BB BB Hulk. But the, yeah. uh, these two are feuding now. Um, these two um, teams. Yeah. Um, Seabreds and Gold Class. And so Kota Minura will be a great pick. And he was also in that, uh, in the main event of the first show of the year, which was uh, meant to showcase like the future yeah, Dreamgate scene Dreamgate this year. Scene. Yeah. So first against uh, Kota Minura. Then I think Madoka Kikuta they, has a shot. Yeah, they, they want to redo that Madoka Kikuta match where, because they want to have a match where Kikura doesn't get injured in like he did. Totally. And if they do it and also yeah, 
because it would be a rematch. Yeah. Um, and, and if they do it uh, the exact same as last year, there is one more defense uh, before Kobe World, and I would love uh, for Casey to have the Kobe World main event against Shun. Yeah. So it would make sense to have a Vibes member there. Yeah. And that could be... Basically. Yes. SMG. Oh, yeah, that's also a good one. Um, I love that idea. Strong Machine can pick up by surprise win because he's in the same block as shown in the Tag League. Totally. So. But also, um, I think they're going to do a Strong Machine uh, against Junior, uh, Mochizuki yeah. Junior feud. And they probably would uh, if they're grooming Strong Machine J as a Dreamgate contender in the nearer future, they wouldn't put him against Junior. So Jason Lee might be the more obvious part there. Yeah, but that's who Jason I was going yeah, <laughs> Jason Lee has Masquerade, um, uh, yeah. Masquerade background, as does Kota Minura. Yeah. Um, so, like, I wouldn't complain. This would be absolutely awesome. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that I would hope that they do something with Jason Lee getting a title shot uh, just due to the one year ago at this time, Skywalker going crazy, saying that he owns him and all of this stuff. Bring that back around because they had some magic with that yeah. whole angle. Yeah, they definitely Jason, had magic yeah, with that. Yeah, bring, bring something like that back. And I, I want to see Jason get a title shot against Shun because I think they could have a magical match with stories. Great wrestling, obviously. Jason to me is like my favorite guy on the roster as well, which may be why I'm saying this as well uh, on there. But still, I think that they would have an amazing match together. That's somebody I'd really like to see. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be at the Kobe World main event, but I would love to see them pull that out for and, in this title reign. Any 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 match works for me. Uh, to be honest, I, as long as they don't do like BB Hulk or Yamato or Nervi, like I don't want to see it Shun facing old guys. Uh, I want to see. I want to see him facing the young, young generation. Um, but uh, I think it all leads down to a full cheering crowd in Kobe, the place where Casey failed the last time versus Yuki versus Shun, and Casey finally gets Casey time as the Dreamgate champion after losing his unit because I think Natural Vibes is dying for Casey to get that win. Uh, but yeah, I am really hyped about this Shun Skywalker reign, the second reign of his career, and I am really hyped about the future of Dragon Gate this year. Uh, I think you both feel the same. I, the, like these two shows were not fails; they were b great successes to get me invested in the rest of the year for Dragon Gate. No, I, I don't think they were fails at all. I think that you had no. two <laughs> big main events, but also you yeah. had a very unexpected angle with BB turning turn to gold class. I don't think anybody yeah. predicted that. And, <laughs> you know, but, but... and a very unexpected announcement with the tag league coming back. So yeah, see, so they they set they set up a lot of building blocks for the rest of the year uh, that I think is very interesting uh, overall. And like I said, even just the next couple of months for sure with the tag league, but also the turn new champion there. We we were thinking about it. It's going to be something different from where we've been at the last six months, but I definitely think the upside is there for something really great. Yeah. And thank you, Yushioka. <laughs> I can speak. Thank you, Yuki Oshioka, for a great title reign. 
and a title reign that I think I will remember for a long time because it was really great. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah. And uh, with that, I think it's time to move on. And next next week, uh, the Dramatic Dream Dragons will be back uh, because we will uh, have to talk about the dramatic part of our sh- our show. Uh, yes, will talk- about we- me. <laughs> no, not we will not be talking about Yannick. We will be talking about DDT next week, um, previewing the year, talking about uh, uh, some matches that are all that has already happened this year. And uh, yeah, uh, Dylan, you first. Where can people find you? Yeah, if you want more of me, check me out on Twitter at Viva underscore zero. Uh, tribute to Ray, my favorite Joshi wrestler. Rest in peace uh, to her on there. Yeah. Check out my other show, Eastern Lariat, talking about all kinds of Japanese wrestling, not just DG, not just DDT. We talk about everything on there, even even Joshi as well. Again, I'm a huge fan of that. Hopefully, Sandra will still come on my shows uh, to talk about star- stardom as well. Now that he's evolved I- past me. Here, here no, with, uh, I will uh, definitely be back for that. On the yes, uh, yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Yannick as well. I always love having both of you brothers on my show. And all the fans who listen to the Eastern Larry family is a huge part of my life, not just in wrestling, but just in life. And hopefully now the five-star uh, fa- family here can also be a part of my yeah. life as well with, with this. Uh, we big we are all five-star network members now. Big so. shout-out to, to Scott. I uh, love what he's doing. Like we we had uh, some good talks in the past. I really enjoy. I think he's a really great guy. Uh, just got a great love for the show. Uh, shout out to Spoon who did our uh, did our logo for the show. Great logo. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, we we have to give props to that the Mortal Kombat vibe was immaculate. I've always felt like I was the Liu Kang of podcasts right now, <laughs> and now we have the proof with the dramatic Dream Dragons. So yeah, follow me on there. Uh, Patreon.com slash Eastern Lariat too. Uh, we got merch on there, got some new shows, uh, talking about all kinds of stuff. Also, a lot of, if you're a fan of, like, historical wrestling, there's a lot of stuff on that, too. We're in the middle of the 90s project on there. Um, we're at 98 on there right now. We're going to record a top 10, me and fr- my friend Fredo from Lucha World. We're going to talk about all kinds of wrestling all over the world, not even just Japan. Sometimes we'll bring out American, Lucha Libre, all of that stuff that I really love. Lots of Madami Toyota reviews, too, yeah. on Patreon as well. That's free it's, for everybody, too, by the way. So. It's a game. It's a great Patreon to sub to. And yeah, only five bucks too. It's not. Yeah, it's not going to break the bank or anything like that. Like, uh, you so, know, uh, something out there. Thank, thank you, Dylan. Uh, Yannick, yeah. where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Spadouche, um, or in the Discord server near you. Yeah. <laughs> or hopefully, um, back with Dylan on the Eastern Lariat Patreon. Yeah. And- You'll hear from here. me. <laughs> and on, and here. on here, of course. <laughs> talking, hey, about the dram- talking about the Dramatic Dream Team, my favorite yeah, exactly. uh, wrestling company. Okay. It will be a hoot. <laughs> and I'm a so hoot. But here's what I got to say, though, first. Before we get out of here, yeah? there's one, th- one question I got to ask. You said we were going to talk about Yannick, but this is an exclusive on the Dramatic Dream Dragons. We are going to bring it to you right now, because I think you need to explain yourself. What does Spadoosh mean? Um, okay. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> um, there, there was the, the Wuxi finger griff in German. And they, they always said Skadoosh when they did it. And that evolved to Spadoosh. And that's me. 
It's a cool name. <laughs> Absolutely love it. So, and with that, I am Sonderbjorn, at Sonderbjorn at uh, uh, Twitter. And uh, it, it's, it's easy to find. Uh, and yeah, thank you. This has been the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast on the Five Star Network. And we'll see you next time. And as always, ready, wake up, and go. <laughs> <laughs>